people's houses smelt horrible in the 80s, although I think our house probably smells horrible, but I think people's houses smelt worse in the 80s. Uh, just to clarify, because we're recording now. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, J- James and I are just uh, James and I are just discussing the fact that this week we don't. Oh, hi, listener. By the way, wow, this is clunky. This is why the cold opens work best. Yeah, I think so. Um, th- you tried to go too hard at it. Yeah. But I mean, you you hit on something I really wanted to talk about. Right. I realised quickly, good. suddenly, uh, you inspire me. Yeah, good. Uh, but uh, th- we were just talking about the fact that Scarlett isn't here this week, and no. how f- how weird it feels, even mm. though we've done far more episodes without Scarlett oh, yeah. than we have with her. The last few weeks have very much been informed by, or the last few episodes have been very much informed by. Scarlet being here and mm. her personality is probably the most dynamic out of oh Weasley yeah. of of the people who've been on the show. Meaning no disrespect uh, to Alex and Dan, but certainly uh, certainly you and I, James. Yes, she's got a lot more. Wouldn't say energy because she 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 tuned out quite early last week. Well, she definitely more charisma. Oh yeah, all well, with that shit over there. Yeah, she's definitely the better part of me. No, she's staying with her uh, grandmother and grandfather. Uh huh. Uh, in Ferndown until Wednesday. What? So, oh. So the uh, and her cousin, her cousin Mimi, who she's very fond of. Um, but the the flat feels very empty without her at the moment. Very strange. In a in a good way or? No, not in a good way. It's definitely a sort of hole there when she's not about. I um I listened to um last week's uh, show some of it earlier and felt quite. Oh, that's my daughter's voice. That's Did nice. you cry? No. No, I didn't cry. When you're not on episodes, because I know you used to be quite diligent, but when you're not on, on episodes and you know it's just going to be me talking mm. for 20 minutes or half an hour or whatever, mm. do you not bother? I mean, I wouldn't bother. No, because no, I figure, well, you know, I, I listen to you talking for 20, 30 minutes when I'm doing this show anyway. So. <laughs> but so we're talking about, uh, you were talking about. Uh, I, I'm really, hit, sorry, just on that, it's weird. I have all the time in the world at the moment. You know, I'm still still not back at work. Um, so I've got loads of time on my hands. I find that I'm listening to fewer podcasts now than I did when I was at work because they were part of my going to walking to and from work regime. Yeah. Whereas I don't really... I don't know why I don't find space for them. I... Well, because you've got presumably you're around your house and you've got other things to distract. I, I have, and, and certainly for the last four weeks, I've had Scarlett to look after. See, I, I don't know how it's this peculiar thing where broadcast radio, and I don't know about the sort of radio you listen to, where there are actual shows and people talking about things that are interesting. I listen to Radio Four an awful lot. Yeah, um, but certainly like music radio mm. it tends to be something you listen to out loud. Yeah, not out loud, but like through speakers. Yeah in a room while you're going about different things Mm -hmm. whereas podcasts i find it's very rare even when i'm Mm. in a position to that i listen to podcasts any other way than through my headphones or or through earphones because they seem like it seems like a conversation that you're they're very personal yeah definitely and 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 also they're not really designed most of them to be blared Mm. out of your phone or or a stereo or something no, like really. that. So it's kind of a, a little bit weird. And if I'm in that sort of a situation, I'll normally listen to music or something mm-hmm. instead. Or I'll listen, or, or I'll watch something on Netflix. 
That, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, th- this summer's been particularly lovely because I'm very fond of Test Match Special. Is that a cricket thing? It is. It's the it's the BBC's cricket broadcast and and will broadcast for the full five days <laughs> if it if it goes that far of a Test Match. And I really enjoyed being able to listen to TMS this summer. It's just that's a- felt very special. Without going into too much detail, what you're saying is that a, a, a game, a, a cricket game, can go on for several days, mm. uh, depending on whether or not the team is any good. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, both Australia and England um, have been awful this summer, so the games have tended not to go to five days. So, okay, so if I'm doing the maths of what you're saying right and keeping mm. track properly, because I do have listening problems <laughs> and uh, analysing this properly. Um, what you're saying is that if a team is good, mm. the game will last longer? No, if both teams are good. Right. Um, if one team's bad, then it'll be it'll end quickly, often. And if both teams are bad, it'll end very quickly. Because it seems to me that if someone's any good at their job, mm. or if two people, two teams are any good at their job, yeah. that, that would make the thing happen faster. Well, no, because the whole thing about... Um, the whole thing about Test match cricket is you, you you play to to stay in. So like top order batsmen should be playing the sort of cricket that allows them to stay in for uh, a long innings. Um, I mean the bowling's been okay, but the the batting's been dismal. Right. So the aim with cricket, yeah, is it's gooder. Yeah. If it if there's more of it. If it takes longer. Sometimes it's more good or if there's more of it. Sometimes it's good or if there's not so much of it. Okay. I don't think I understand sport. Cricket. Well, no, cricket's an odd one. Cricket's about ebbs and flows. Is it like uh, Bill Bailey always said about uh, cuisine? The reason our cuisine, the reason uh, English cuisine Mm. involves such long, like you roast things for Mm. a really long time and stuff is because we do a lot of waiting. As a, as a people, no, and roast, cricket's a very English sport. You cook sport, things for it? a long time to, um, uh, to make it tender, don't you? But no, it, well, the, he was suggesting that lifestyle informs the, the lifestyles of different countries informs the cuisine a little bit. I think I think cricket's a little bit like fishing. That um, if you're there just for the activity of catching a fish or seeing a wicket or a six, you're there for the wrong reason. The, the enjoyment of fishing and cricket is being there or enjoying, enjoying the slowness and the stillness of it. Sitting silently for long periods of time, wa- mm. watching yeah. something unfold. Yeah. Seemingly too slowly, but yeah. like... The, like, the, like watching the, uh, the Hobbit trilogy. So, yeah, so the com- complicated feeling of wanting stuff to happen but not mm. wanting it to happen. Yeah. Uh, wanting time to pass quicker but not wanting time to pass yeah. quicker. So like being depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much like being depressed. Okay. Only you cry less and you don't go to bed as often. Uh, yes. Unless, uh, unless you're supporting the team that's not doing very well. Well, no, cricket's very much about the stoic stiff upper lip, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the last vestiges of empire. I like stiff things. <laughs> Me too. Um, Actually, I was watching a thing with Adam Savage earlier, and I can't, I can't remember the proper name for it. He was talking to the uh, lady who wrote um, Had a Pack for Mars, or Packing for Mars. Oh, goodness, I forget her name now. Um, but he had a, uh, a whale penis bone that she was waving about while talking to him. What? No, sorry, a walrus penis bone. What? 
a walrus penis bone. Apparently, some animals have bones in their penis. I was uh, watching... I don't think we've got a bone in ours. I was... I don't think so. If I have, it's very small. Which is ironic, because we call them boners, don't we? We do. I was watching Dimitri Martin... Uh, a Dimitri Martin stand-up on Netflix. I've he's, really, he's got a new thing on Netflix. Yeah, I've really mm. been trusting the Netflix. If you like this, you probably like this thing at the moment. It's it's working out okay for me. Good. But um, so I watched. Uh, uh, but it was very late, and I did kind of drift off a little bit. I think he made a joke about what a what a vampire walrus would look like. Okay, just like it's all of the other vampires. Yeah. yeah. All of the other walruses. Yeah. I think I broke that joke a little bit. Impossible to distinguish yeah. from the other ones. But um, but yeah, the Netflix queue has Surely been... Surely it would have a more sallow complexion. Yeah, probably be a bit, be a bit paler. Yeah. But then I don't know if you can really tell with walruses, because, I mean, presumably they're, they're not pigmented the way we are, aren't they? Quite I leathery and... I wouldn't be able to pick out a, a sallow walrus to a normal walrus. No. I'd be like, well, isn't that what they always look like? Uh, sallow... Wal, sorry, bear with me. Walrus, uh, W-A-L-R-U-S. I, when it comes to editing these, mm. what I find sometimes is one thing I, I really get hung up on early on and, and get quite stressed out about is uh, episode titles. Yes, yes. Because what quite ha- quite often one of us says something in the first couple of minutes and uh, I think, wow, that's really good. Yeah. And actually, I think what's probably happening is that we're saying more interesting episode title things mm. later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. But I've tuned out quite a lot by that point, And I'm literally mm-hmm. just editing for pops and scratches and actual litigious stuff. You're pretty democratic, I, th- I find, with those as well. There's a good spread of, of things I've said and things you've said as episode titles. That, that's because I nearly always, uh, nearly always the first one I come up with. Mm. Is something I've said, yeah, and then I realise that I do that all the time. Okay, so so because I mean I I, I find I think on balance, if I'm being entirely objective, mm. I and I look at the amount of times you make me laugh out loud, yeah, and uh, and the way we are probably seen by the people who listen to us and the people who know us, okay, that you are objectively more funny than I am, right? But personally. I find some of the stuff I say hilarious. Oh, me too. So I do often like to uh, think of you late at night in your pants, listening, laughing at your own jokes. Yeah, as you're editing, a with a little a, bit of pornography open yeah. and my hand down my underwear. Ali, you know, you know like uh, Adam Buxton's little cutaways he does of uh, how he imagines commenters to look. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. exactly that's exactly the state I'm in. Well, it's been very warm recently, so it makes sense to be horribly in, in so. Less was it Saturday night? Oh my goodness! Yeah, so um, I was actually walking around the house with a top off. It was so hot. So anyway, a sallow walrus yeah. is a front runner at the moment. The only thing working against it is it's kind of a reference to it's a jo- it's a it's kind of a comment we made mm. in reference to somebody else's jokes. Okay. Most of which become redundant because I guess that was kind of the point sure. of that joke. But yeah, so Dimitri Martin. We need to work harder on that. The reason uh, Netflix suggested Dimitri Martin to me was because I'd watched all three seasons of Burning Love. Okay. Which which was suggested to me because I watched Wet Hot American Summer, which we oh, talked I about last time. Oh, I enjoyed Wet Hot time. American Summer. That's a funny show. Uh, Burning Love has most of the same people in it. Oh, goodness. It's, uh, it's, um, and I enjoyed Wet Hot American Summer mm. as well, which is very, very weird. Uh, not weird that I enjoyed it. It's a very, very weird program. But the um, Burning Love is the, the first season stars Ken Marino, who is in Wet Hot American okay. Summer and is in a lot of that, and a lot of those shows. I guess he was in The State. 
which I think is okay. I think most of these shows come out of this comedy troupe mm -hmm. who were on MTV, um, specifically very white sketch comedy troupe mm -hmm. from the nineties. Well, they're, they're they're slightly SNL, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of them ended up on SNL, but mm. I think they uh, I think they um, they came out of this so that you see them all showing up in lots of stuff sure. together because obviously they didn't. You know, I think you get two different sorts of comedy troupes. Mm. The ones you get lots of different sorts of comedy troops. You get the ones that absolutely hate each other when they finish and mm -hmm. the ones that seem to quite like each other. And these guys seem to be in lots of stuff. Anyway, so, and it's a lot of the people from that, but it's a, it's a pastiche, a sort of a note-perfect pastiche of a reality competitions. Oh, okay. In this particular case, the you know, the Bachelor model, which mm -hmm. I've, I've never actually watched because the very idea is repulsive <laughs> to me, but the show where... Uh, there's a uh, one guy who's supposed to be a, a rich or eligible bachelor, bachelor type, yeah. and then a whole bunch of women in the house. And at the end of it, he whittles them all down. Uh, he whittles them all down to the one person that he's supposedly going to marry at the end of it. The, the premise there's behind, no living out a male fantasy there, no. is there? No. And, and the premise of the first season of Burning Love is is basically exactly that. But Brilliant. Ken Marino is the bachelor, and then sure. there's lots of uh, female. Uh, comedians and comedy actresses, comedy actors, female comedy actors. I don't know what you're supposed to. I, I think um, actors. It, it's um. Well, I, th I think it's supposed to be a gender neutral term, but then we had the word actresses for all that time. I know it's a re it's it's really amusing to me. Like uh, talking of SNL, watching. I told you a while ago I bought SNL the first series on DVD, mm -hmm. um, and for some reason you can't buy it region two after that. Which is odd, but there's a couple of occasions where presenters will um, present comedians. Which yeah. that seems like a real leap to me. It. I mean, I don't know what the etymologi etymological. Well, it's bullshit, isn't it? Because we don't, in 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 uh, English we don't have um, uh, the male and female. Um, is it nouns or verbs? Do we? I don't know. I'm not very good. No, with not do I. Parts of speech. Where, whereas, whereas. Um, in France, you do. Something's either masculine or feminine, mm. but we tend not to have that in English. So it's a. Uh, There's no female version of performers. Performer S. Oh. I think okay. you just put S. Orienne. On the end of it. Huh? Orienne, comedian. Oh, that's true. Heroine is almost the same thing. That was very popular amongst SNL. I imagine it, I imagine it probably was. But um, so, yeah, so the first season is about all of these women trying to be. Uh, Ken Reno's wife mm. and then the second season is about the tables being turned and uh, a house full of men trying to be the bachelorette the, the husband of yeah and then the final season is a free-for-all and actually it kind of follows the arc of uh, it kind of perfectly follows the arc of actual reality competitions mm -hmm. in that the first one has this relatively pure idea the second one is is the same thing but but slightly turned yeah. and lots of people turn up from the previous seasons and the final one is just a whole bunch of contestants from previous seasons all in the house vying for a cash prize a $900 prize that all of these Brilliant. people are really desperate Brilliant. for and it's it's actually i imagine you'd think because it's note perfect you'd think that it would be good comedy good com uh, bias confirming comedy for people 
who have never watched one of those shows mm. because they just think they're stupid. But actually, so much of it is so cleverly observed and so spot on to what actually happens in those shows. I think the fact that I I occasionally do end up addicted to the odd one mm-hmm. of those sorts of programs um, really just made it perfect for me. I loved yeah. it. It's so well worth it. And there are like, Netflix does this weird thing where it, it doesn't, it says, it says there's one season, uh, episodes one, two, and three, but actually each episode is like all of the episodes of the oh, of that right. season. It's mm-hmm. very, very weird, but it's quite it's quite funny, and all of the people involved are funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know many of the uh, the uh, prospective wives in the first season, except for Kristen Bell, who's in a, who's in a few. Um, but when it comes to the uh, prospective husbands in the second season, there were loads of people that I recognised sure. from things. So um, yeah, it's. I mean, I I liked it. Good and please. So that's net. So Netflix. I trust their algorithm. What I do- actually, I I I got to the point where I I found that because um, I use YouTube a lot to watch to watch television. That's that's where I'm. Yeah. I've been watching Reggie Perrin. Actually, I'm uh, all right. Almost all the way through the second series now. It's just one series left to go, and I, I like watching uh, Red Letter Media and Doug Benson produce shows mm-hmm. that I very much enjoy. And actually, I found that the YouTube algorithm was really nailing my um, preferences. Mm-hmm. And then Scarlet started a school holiday. And now my suggested channels are all Play-Doh unboxing videos for Frozen and for friggin' Inside Out. And it's basically Scarlet has marmalized my YouTube. She needs her own account. Although that'd be a faff. It, it would, and I'm, I'm happy with the the, the, the safe, uh, safe search mm. settings I've got and stuff on there. Well, because Netflix has that option whenever you go in that's actually Scarlet, time-consuming. Well, normally. no, Scarlett actually has her own Netflix account. Because you go in, every mm-hmm. time you go in, it asks you... Mm. It asks you if you want your account and the yeah. kids or the kids' account. Does she yeah. have her own? She separate? has her own separate account. See, that's because the kids' account is just a more difficult to navigate... Mm. I don't. I think she's really good at navigating the kids' Netflix. The the downside to Netflix on the Xbox mm. is I find it quite difficult to find stuff, and the stuff that I know I want to watch, mm. I find more difficult to watch than odd, interesting things. That yeah, she tends to watch it on. She tends to watch Netflix on the PC, um, which is probably a much better experience, and she's yeah. probably nailed that. The other thing though is, um, and. I, again, I don't know if you all have really experienced this, uh, if you haven't browsed around Netflix quite a lot, but the people writing the copy on their film, the film blurb mm-hmm. on their things are just the worst human beings. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, I can't, I wish I'd, uh, I didn't realise we were going to talk about this, otherwise I would have maybe noted down some examples, but they're mm. just like, it's kind of like, uh, you know when you see posters or you see posters or blurbs for um, either uh, foreign bootlegs yeah. of, of like knockoff Spider-Man, knockoff Bollywood Spider-Man yeah. movies or something like that, or you see the the foreign language blurbs translated into English for actual uh, for actual American or British films, mm-hmm. and as kind of an amusement to the miss translation it's kind of like that but they're written by english speakers oh yeah it's it's very weird so uh, if you're in the if you're in the market for some quirky 
such and such Quirky, whatever blah, comedy then america but i was going to say american pie but that actually suits american pie yeah. but it'd be something completely different oh, it's just awful actually, one of the recommendations netflix made to me was um space station 76 oh yeah which i i started watching um last night it's a film that stars Liv tyler and other people and it's um set upon a space station in a 1970s future yeah. So it's got the 1970s sci-fi aesthetic, um, and it's a spoof, uh, a parody, uh, a comedy, and it's one of those comedies that it's either so subtle and so um, I, I, so spot on that I didn't get it. Yeah. Or it's not funny. Now. Obviously, that being subjective, it's difficult, but I really struggled with it. I found it properly boring. And there was even, you know, because I'm, I'm a, a pretty unreconstructed male, and there was a, there was a scene with a, a, a naked woman that was uh, very attractive. And uh, even, even so, I found it really quite dull. It's just too slow and too knowing. I got the impression that it might be a bit like that from the trailer, mm. so I haven't quite managed to... It's one of those things where, in, in theory, it might be mm. in my wheelhouse, but in practice, it it doesn't really... Yeah, it doesn't really nail... From it, Certainly in the trailer, there aren't many jokes. It most There's certainly should be in my wheelhouse. I mean, yeah. it, it, it looks like the sort of thing I'd absolutely love, but I really struggled. Yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help that, like, we had pastiches of that sort of thing from back then yeah and we you know so it, mm -hmm. it's sort of that have more gags in them and mm. like why would you watch something like that and not just airplane 2 yeah, yeah which, which it didn't occur to me until i started hearing people talk about it more recently mm. that airplane 2 is significantly worse than airplane 1 oh yeah but i just you know just seeing william shatner going what are what are all these this is the this is mm. the machine where the lights go backwards and forwards, and at the time that was very. The airplane films are very funny. I like them. Although I, I still think it's the Zuckerman brothers, wasn't it? I, the, my one of my all time favourite movies is Kentucky Fried Movie. I think that's a a real hodgepodge, but it's um it's got some really funny moments. Isn't that that comes out of a sketch? Doesn't that come it out is, of a sort a, of sketch a, comedy aesthetic it, as well? Though, a, doesn't exactly it? what it is an anthology of sketches. Yeah. Yeah, you see, those are very. That's a very unusual sort of a setup for a mm. film. But I think we maybe had more of a an appetite for it back then. Yeah, and you, well, you think about the way that comedy was digested back in the seventies. The, the comedy album was huge. Yeah, and that could be a comedy album could be series of sketches and so on. So it was it was more n a normal way to consume that sort of entertainment as well. Really, have have you seen the film that Wet Hot American Summer was? based yeah. on see I haven't did you know about it before uh, not until it appeared on Netflix hmm. so I watched it a few months ago but I wasn't aware of it till then I'd say it is superior to the series because the series is really good I have to I have to try mm. and watch it don't I, I guess I'll have to <clears throat> pull pull some time together I think it's probably best as well watch Meatballs the um, the Bill Murray summer camp comedy and then leave a gap and then watch Wet Hot American Summer because essentially it feels like Meatballs is the jumping off point for. As a 2015 person, though, mm. is it, it I, like Meatballs, presumably you saw when you were younger and more impressionable? Mm -hmm. 
yeah. that was that was the state of comedy back then. Yeah. If I watched it now, wouldn't I be? Because Airplane, I love watching. Mm. Because it seems to have had a bit of a revival in the last couple of years. It's on yeah, more. Good. So I, I like watching it mm-hmm. because I remember the jokes. Mm. And so uh, when they hit, I remember yeah. it. But actually, considering how fast the pace of it was back then, mm. sometimes you're watching it now and it, it feels a lot less breakneck. Yeah, the, be... the pace of it seems a little bit different. I remember um, an example. I remember watching Stripes not so long ago. There was another Bill Murray film which I adored when I was younger. Found it almost unwatchable and so implausible that I couldn't actually get my head into the story. Um, it was quite frustrating. Yeah, this deadbeat somehow gets enlisted into the army and ends up driving a tank in Germany. Of course, I uh, was uh, listening to a podcast by a chap I know called uh, Darren Saunders about riverboat living. He and his partner live on a riverboat mm-hmm. in London because I think they ended up on one by accident, really. They were looking for a flat because theirs had mm. fallen through and and that was just as plausible an option yeah. with London prices and they love it now. And he's doing a podcast which is um, him interviewing uh, different people on riverboats like in each episode mm. and it has been quite interesting and i like it i like it in the way that i think people quite like radio 4 and, yeah. and stuff like that in that it is an interesting insight into it it's it's quite a relaxing cozy insight yeah. into the lives of other people and it's nice and uh, there's a line in high fidelity um there's a line in high fidelity when he's been at the uh in the film, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. He's been at a dinner party at Catherine, who's one of his exes at Catherine mm-hmm. Zeta-Jones' house, and all of the people there are very like media types and mm. artists and stuff like that. And he makes a comment about, you know, they're nice people. I'm not going to try and be a class, like a class snob about yeah. it or anything. They're nice and they've got more money than me and stuff like that. But they're nice. And there is a little bit of that when I'm listening to the mm-hmm. remote thing because it is very, even though it might be cheaper than living in a normal flat in London, mm-hmm. it's still. An option that's beyond our ken. Yeah, but, and, and so there's a coziness to it that I find quite relaxing to listen mm-hmm. to, but at the same time, it's like I'm listening to Aliens sometimes. Is but, it, it, do you get the feeling? I often I was... Um, we dropped Scarlet off at her, her grandparents yesterday. Now watching these um, these shows, these property shows on, on one of the channels, and it was... Um, oh my goodness! The the lady from the Big Breakfast, the ever so the ever so nice lady from the Big Breakfast, not Denise Van Outen. No, the really lovely one, Gabby something was it? Roslyn. That's it, Gabby Roslyn. And she was helping Michelle Collins find um, find a, a flat or house in London for around the one point two one point five million pound mark. Yeah, and and it was ever so cosy. But then I'd get little sort of little sort of shards of hate and disgust it's not like that <laughs> all right it's you're not be- as bitter as me then, no 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 well i mean it isn't uh, it's uh it, because it, it doesn't seem like it's a particularly easy life to choose living on a boat anyway um but uh but it, it there is i think it is part of my 
part of my bitterness and anger that even makes me reactive because there's nothing in what mm. the people are saying that isn't nice that they're no, not lovely no. but um and we watch a lot of the property shows that are like that I as well i can't watch those lifestyle shows they make me cross we we had it not been for nicola being sensible we we would maybe have ended up on a um on a, a, a riverboat of types in southampton i can't really swim so it would have I, been a bad idea. I'm, I'm strong swim, but I was, I was really desperate. There was one well within our price range that was a really nice-sized one um, up on the western shore in Southampton at the time that we were looking for our flat. I was desperate to get Nikki to agree to uh, but no. I couldn't bear it, oh. which is the other thing that's quite... I mean, I like the idea of it mm. in, uh, in a completely romantic way. I like the idea of it, but the idea of being on water and I, I already feel insecure enough. Sometimes I have... Part of the reason I like where we are now at the mm. very top of a hill is on the one hand, I can look down on other people. Yeah. And on the, on the other hand, uh, my uh, fear of water levels rising is a tiny little bit assuaged. I think that's the word. Yeah. By uh, by the fact that we are quite high up. So water tends to run past our front door. But you can't be than... in a better position if you're on a boat. Well, no, strictly speaking, that's true. But I mean that you you step out. Um, it's not just about your house being underwater. It's it's about being surrounded by water as oh, well. Right. I don't think I'd like that. But my, look, looking back in it now, I think the reason that was a bad idea is like in the depths of my depression, I would have almost certainly one day when everyone was out, cast off and just fucked off in it. I think there's an element of the knowing you can do that though yeah. is quite. But um, the the reason I mention it is you mentioned tanks and uh, he put a little bonus episode out which was this couple talking about the history of their boat mm -hmm. which i think is part of the thing about long boats that's interesting is mm. that they they feel like they kind of bridge the gap between people who can afford to live mm. uh, who can afford that sort of a lifestyle which still for all the difficultness yeah. of it is quite a luxury with the fact that these were mostly working boats at, at some yeah. point whereas now they've turned in the caravans for hippies Okay, but so um, the so the so the story of this one particular boat was that it it was uh, it came from the Netherlands and at some point uh, the Germans uh, it, a lot of these boats are very old and and um, it, it the Germans were taking all of the were like seizing all of the long boats because they were going to try and use them to invade Britain Makes England. Sense. And um, and so I guess they were going to... And so apparently there are loads of these boats, not this particular one, but mm. there are loads of these exact same boats that have a, a ramp cut out the front of them. Brilliant. Because they were supposed to have a couple of tanks in them. They were just going like, to, I guess, ride, like float them up the Thames and just or let up the to Norfolk. Out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you want, uh, a, you know, if you want to check out the Norfolk broads or... Yeah. Uh, who apparently aren't women. <laughs> not all of I, them. I just assumed it was a, a singing group. Yeah. Norfolk Broads. While I'm talking about uh, singing, female singing groups, mm. oh, Sensei is really good. Okay. I love it. We're not the whole way through, but there is, it has the best use of, um, and I can't even remember which song it is now, but it has the best use of a cheesy all-girl band, one of those cheesy all-girl band songs mm. um, th th that I have seen since Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, goodness. Which, uh, which was the, uh, the, in, in that, in that film, famously, they steal a car from neo-Nazi punks and, uh, and they stick a tape in or a CD in and it's, uh, 
Someday somebody's gonna turn around and make you wanna say goodbye. And they're listening to it, <laughs> and they're they're listening to it, and they think it's lame. And then it cuts to a couple of minutes later, and they're Is that Wilson it. Phillips. I think it's Wilson Phillips. In this in this show, I think it was Four Non Blondes, but it's one of the best uses of one of those songs I've ever seen. It's She's amazing. She's dead, isn't she? I think there were four of them. The, the lead singer of uh, Four Non Blondes, I believe she. Um, I believe she. Uh, I'm not sure now. I think she maybe took her own life. Um. Um, I, there's absolutely no way of making that into an episode title. <laughs> well, I think I think she might have taken her own life. Dead non-blonde. <laughs> it's not funny. She's she's a most certain. I tell you what, it's been a lot of fun watching Reggie Perrin and working out who's alive and who's dead. It's like watching dogs in Hollywood <laughs> movies. Oh yeah, no, what was it? I, was, I showed Nicola a picture of the first Labrador uh, the other day. In fact, the cat in Reggie Perrin started my um. <laughs> Started it. I, I turned the nickel and get that cat's long dead. Long, long dead. But then so's Leonard Rosser. So I mean, the cat quite, quite conceivably outlived Leonard Rossiter. <laughs> Live a long time, cats. Oh, I was going to write the cat outlived Leonard Rossiter, but a it's quite a long title, and b mm. I don't think it's got much uh, SOA. Yeah, we which can't, is search engine optimization. No, we can't prove it either. So no, search engine SEO, not SOA. No. What's SOA? I'd, Sons of Anarchy. I didn't get where I am today without speculating whether cats outlived Leonard Rossiter or not. No, still a very good series. It really holds. It. It's funny. I I loved it as a kid, um, but it's really weird having had a, a what I you could characterise as a nervous breakdown watching how wryly observed <laughs> it is watching a man descend into sort of that sort of territory I didn't have a, an affair with or an a, attempted affair with my secretary but because um, I don't have one but there was an awful lot in there you would there have though chimed. if you'd had one well if it had been Miss Popov from Rent-A-Ghost almost certainly <laughs> I uh, so it, it basically seems that our choices when it comes to entertainment figures mm. of the 70s and 80s our choices are between depressed people yeah and pedophiles basically okay I'll stick with my people I'll stick with the depressos yeah I'm happy with yeah. I'm happy with that demographic so I'm off to see my doctor later today to have a conversation about um, pills the drink no, the drugs. Oh, okay. I've um I've been using a thing called Mood Tracker. Oh, the app. The app. Mood Tracker. Oh, which is which has been surprisingly I've managed to do it every day. I don't necessarily make a diary entry every day, but I um um it's it's certainly available on iOS for seventy nine. It's free, but you can upgrade to a private diary. Oh. For seventy nine p. Now I chose to do that because I don't want people. I want my diary to be just that. I want it to be private, my own thoughts shared with only myself. I can see how, because there appears to be a community element to it. Oh. So and, and they appear to be very nice people that are saying very positive things. So I could understand how that could be helpful. But I, for me, it was something I wanted to keep private. But I can see that I'm kind of, um, I'm still, I have my depression still driven too strongly by anxiety it happens too often i have more low days than i think i should still be having so which has been quite useful looking at that and sort of i'm having an all right day today though your uh de depression leads too much to anxiety is that what no you said? my anxiety leads to depression right. I, and i think it's actually it's that 
rather than the other way around. I think oh, okay. it's my anxieties that have that have driven my depression. That's interesting. I think we've talked about that before, not on mic. Mm. And it it might have felt like it was the other way around at that point because mm-hmm. uh, very much I only get depressed when my anxiety gets on top mm-hmm. of me. Yeah, and I get I have a lot mm. more of that. Yeah. So um, it was like we were the opposite. We end up mm. in the same depressing state. Yeah, no, I, I, it, it's hard to tell. And to be honest with you, I sort of uh, you, you catch me on a different day, and I might give you a different story because living in each moment, it can feel different. Like you know, today. It's a problem in many ways that I feel, and this is the anxiety kicking in because I'm going to the doctor today because mm-hmm. I want to talk about medication because I think I should maybe have a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I feel all right today, so I find it very hard to backtrack in my mind as to how I feel on really bad days. So it's just me being a whiny little prick going to the doctor today. So the anxiety of feels like, that way, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a real yeah it's a real sort of negative feedback loop, but um. I, 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 people kept recommending that I keep a diary and I couldn't find a way that suited me mm-hmm. but but Mood Tracker is brilliant because basically it, it asks you what's your overriding emotion what's your overriding feeling and any day so you know I was nihilistic the other day or, or fearful or, or angry or unhappy or, or happy even um, and then it asks you to mark your mood one out of five mm-hmm. and then it gives a very clear graph as to how you've been on any given day. So even if I don't make a diary entry, I always say what my overriding mood is and give the day, like today's probably a three. Hmm. And I give the, um, but it's really weird. Also, I can see where I got, I got up to a four or a five and then immediately a one after it. And I can see little sort of cycles in my, because I got really giddy when I got home from, um, when I got home from, Holiday. Uh-huh. Got really excited to be home. We saw Jane and Steve the next night. It was really exciting to see people, getting to see our friends again. And then I just crashed because I got so excited. And then it just... Psh. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Did you find that it's, a, that it's a good mindfulness exercise having to um, having to actually log it in the first place? Yeah. But like you have to think mm-hmm. about exactly exactly yeah, why you're down and or exactly how... Yeah what way of being down mm. you are and how yeah. bad it is and mm. stuff like and that. And sometimes I'm quite, I, I write quite a long entry about how I'm feeling in some way and sometimes virtually nothing at all. It's, Do you think it would be useful for someone who isn't, you know, as broken as you? I think it would be useful for anyone who wants to be more mindful about the the rhythms of their um, mood. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I think it's good. It's cheap. Anyone who feels they might need to track? track their mood anyone who feels they'd like to track their mood or keep a keep a note of of their mood and i think it would help with sort of general mindfulness if it isn't available on android do you think that there are two different ways that can be interpreted was well, there's actually a third mm. way the practical sensible way is that they just haven't got round to it yet yeah <clears throat> but the the two ways i think it could be interpreted is that um either uh, people who have uh, iOS devices mm. need it more mm-hmm. or they just don't give a fuck about the mental state of people who use Android stuff. Possibly. I mean, I, I, The reason I can't speak for its availability on Android is because I don't have an Android device. I could check. No, I don't. I'm not going to do it. No, no okay. Um, I've been using an app that oh, I can yeah. also recommend. It is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Fallout Shelter. It's available okay. on iOS and, uh, and Android recently became available on android it's a game Mm -hmm. 
uh, from the people who made the Fallout uh, RPG, the Fallout mm-hmm. Three, and 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 oncoming Fallout Four, yeah. and you manage uh, in this uh, horrible wasteland, you manage a um, a bunker. Mm. Full of these little, like, they're like 1950s. In the game Fallout, there's an aesthetic thing running through it where it's supposed to be like an apocalyptic future mm-hmm. from uh, from that point in the 1950s and 60s right. when everyone thought there was going to be a nuclear mm-hmm. war. So all of the, uh, all of the um, help documents and stuff like that have this endearing little character, cartoon mm-hmm. character, as, as from that era. And there's that whole duck and cover thing mm-hmm. uh, aesthetic is there and in the game fallout shelter they've opted to use that same aesthetic for the character for the people oh, awesome. who populate so you've got the, all these little cartoon guys wandering around i'm not sure it's a good game there's mm. a a bit of a a trend in me and video games at the moment mm. i'm not sure if there's a, bit, a good if it's a good game but in the same way that mood tracker app Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to be quite useful for you in terms of identifying trends in your mm-hmm. mental health. Uh, Fallout Shelter appeals to all of the exact worst uh, mental uh, traits yeah. I have. So basically, there's a micromanagement thing going on there. There's um, I, I'm I I am drawn to things where there are lots of different data points and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I'm not very good at them. So it, 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 it frustrates that side of my nature as well. I, it, it's very easy to become obsessed. There's lots of waiting, mm-hmm. waiting around and, and trying, uh, trying to get your characters to all level up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, basically if, uh, you might be quite high on the, um, autism spectrum, or um or have issues with um like uh compulsions mm. and obsessions or uh, or maybe just want to feel like you're not quite uh you're not quite good enough to manage mm. a situation that you've decided uh to commit to uh, I can recommend Fallout Shelter. Well, I, I'd like to make a, a game recommendation. If you if you if you like all those things but you f- prefer a m- more bucolic setting can I recommend Farm Simulator? <laughs> um, it's uh, built in the same engine that uh, Goat Simulator, the excellent Goat Simulator, <laughs> was built in. So it's, it's, it's quite a realistic um, environment. You start off with two tractors, a combine, a trailer, and a couple of fields. And over time, you can earn more money to buy more fields and more farm equipment and buy meadows to make meadow hay for your cows. I was obsessed with that game early in the podcast, I think. Well, yeah, Are you I, on the 2015 version of it, though? The updated It's 14. Version? Yeah. It's the most updated I one. I cannot stop playing it. I've got, uh, I think I've got at least uh, half a dozen fields now, two meadows. Um, I've got a top-of-the-range combine harvester. You see, I love... I love the farm management aspect mm. of that game. Um, I don't like the fact that you actually have to plough all of the fields and stuff like that. I like that, though, because it means you know, the way you time everything. So, you know, how do you, do you, you make sure... I always like to make sure that I've done my meadows before it's harvest time because then I can put all of my resource into you send the combine. You have one one of your tractors with your seed trailer on the back, uh, your, your grain trailer on the back. One plough, mm-hmm. so it can plough instantly, and then one seed spreader 
that follows it. You can have three if you time it right. You can have three vehicles on the field at the same time. So you because you can employ immigrants, can't you, to drive you, the trucks? Yeah, you can. You can have the trucks auto drive farmhands, auto drive the trucks. Um, but not for for things like delivery. Uh, they can't pick up hay bales and they can't um, drive the the grain wagon. You have to do that manually. I'm having a thought. Okay. So you you. You prefer, mm. you quite like the methodical and the re, the re, the <clears throat> the relaxing mm. um, element of actually like dry like sowing the seed mm. and then I like getting to maximum efficiency where I've got a, a, a minimum amount of time where any one tractor isn't moving. And you like, but you like driving the tractors as well, and and you like making sure that stuff happens. Yeah. Well, but I like managing the farm. Oh, okay. And I don't like that stuff. Yeah. I like working out what the best mm. uh, uh, crop mm. is to be growing, yeah. and then and then how well that's going to be sold, and which things will just sell. And oh, I, I don't care. I always take it all to the harbour. Right. So I could run the farm. Yes. And you could do the actual farm handing stuff. Maybe we could get into agribusiness. We could split it. Mm. For, well, I mean 50-50 because I love you. Yeah. Oh, well, Although admittedly you'd probably be doing more of the work, but I'd be doing more of the thinky stuff. Yeah, well. And I'll put in the initial stake mm. of whatever the in-game currency is. <laughs> right. I think I think we're on to something. Yeah. To I'll be, be the brains. I've, to be fair, I've got half a million dollars in the bank at the moment. I'm doing all right. Oh, no, you might be doing, you might not need me. I'm quite I'm quite successful because I've got the farm working so efficiently. It doesn't matter where I sell it because I'm so efficient. I'm selling so well anyway. Maybe and the cows are always milking well. So maybe as much as I want to be a farmer or even a truck driver because there's that truck driver simulator that I played for a little bit, um, <laughs> but I kept crashing my trucks. Yeah. Uh, maybe as much as I want to do all of these mm. things, I should really just focus on building the web entertainment empire fair enough I, um, podcasts I, did, I did buy goat simulator but i waited until it was 79 pence uh-huh. and i got i would say precisely 79 pence's worth of enjoyment out of it oh cool okay yeah. I, um, i'm glad i didn't buy it at 4.99 i'm lucky that i've been distracted from going to steam too much recently because i have a tendency to spend too much money on mm. it i really should cancel the uh i get humble bundle emails okay uh from humble bundle who are great. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, show notes, by the way, listener, you can... Uh, I'll just bury it in the show here. Uh, you can see show notes and all of the previous episodes for the show at twogrownmen.net. That's mm. to the number two, grownmen.net. Um, you can listen to all the past episodes. Full show notes on a lot of them. Not on all of them, because sometimes I'm tired. <laughs> um, there are a lot of episodes that are just me. Ignore those ones. You, you can just avoid no, those. No. And... Um, you can talk to us. You, you can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at 2GM Pod. Um, but you can also talk to us, uh, James and I, on Twitter. I'm Nick Site. And I'm James Momb, M O M B. Um, today, actually, I don't know if anyone's answered. I was opining with a, with a, because we'd run out of Bonios, mm-hmm. uh, as it came out, I gave the dogs a custard cream each. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know if Twitter's told me what they think. People very rarely do. I think most people who follow me have either have me muted mm-hmm. or just don't follow me anymore, to be perfectly frank. it's um, I, I still I, follow you. I saw the thing about custard creams. Right, no, it's yeah. very difficult to get Twitter to answer a direct question. Yeah. 
quite often Twitter chimes in on stuff that you didn't mm. want them to but I mean yeah. that's fine that's the nature of things but the um, th- we do have a Facebook page as well I did notice that friend of the show uh, Clarky uh, posted a an article he's not on Twitter as much as I'd like him to be uh, these days he posted an article for us to read on Facebook but I only saw it last night I didn't, right. I didn't get a chance to read it two of my colleagues at work were um, doing that thing that older people who don't spend a lot of time on Twitter do about Twitter where they were just like talking very pithily and cleverly about it and and they did a um, they found this analyzer of um, uh, people's type people's Twitter streams and uh, they asked me for my my mm. username to look up mine and I said I'm not playing your game and I had a little bit of a rant at them about it I said you're doing exactly that hilarious thing that old people do when and repeated mm. what I just said and they looked me up and apparently um, I am personable Mm-hmm. Uh, angry mm. and I think funny or something I can't mm. remember but it was um, it was unfortunately quite close to how I actually yeah. tr- am not how I necessarily want to be but yeah so Humble Bundle I should really cancel those emails because I end up buying lots of games for my phone mm. on it because it's cheap that I then never end up playing yeah. uh, because I don't play uh, uh, stuff on my phone that much anyway mm. Um, at the be- very beginning of the show, uh, you were talking about um, not wanting to drag Scarlet here, not wanting it to become that way. Yeah. Um, and then you were talking about Avon. Yes. Um, and being dragged by mm. your mother to houses that you think smell funny. But it did smell funny. Yeah, because there was always at least one kid whose house, when you went round there, did smell a bit funny. Mm. And I've I've become slightly concerned. I've almost become paranoid about it in recent years that about mm. us because there's a very good chance that we are a funny smelling house. We we've both got dogs. Undoubtedly, we smell funny. We've got dogs, uh, children. Yeah. And uh, certainly, in my case, I'm a bit of a slob. Mm. Um, which, you know, I know a lot of men who are well, a lot of people who are slobs tend to find. Uh, themselves a partner who compliments them in in a positive way mm-hmm. so they find someone who is not a slob but it, it, it turns out we're both slobs so um amy and i not not you and i although we are both yeah i had my moments although yeah. i was cleaning the flat this morning before i could so i've dusted and hoovered today um so so yeah i worry about i think about that all the time the are we the smelly house? Do you know, no. It, um, and it's a really evocative smell, isn't it? You remember yeah. it all the way from your childhood. Do you know, it's funny. I was, I was only, I was only saying in the clear yesterday. We were smi- smiling. We were smiling along. We were driving along, and I, I could swear that I could smell our mutual friends, the twins' house. Mm-hmm. They called that because they were twins when you were younger. Yeah. It's very odd. It's a very weird smell. And I couldn't tell you what the smell is. No, and I don't even know if it's necessarily that. I think it's tsunami. I don't know if it's necessarily even that bad, but I know that it always coincided with kids being singled out. I, I think for, for being me, from an odd family or a poor family or something. The, like yeah, that. the the Avon thing was probably as much to do with the time of night that my mum was doing it. So it was after sort of seven. So it was after people had had their teas, and um, people cooked differently in the eighties to how they do now. There weren't nice smells of garlic and. Mm. And so forth, those sort of pleasant smells that you get. It was more sort of like you know, cooling down chip fat fryer. Well, the, and the, but there is a musty sort of smell that comes mm. from wet carpets or people like, smoked more indoors yeah. as well. I we haven't we haven't cleaned our 
curtains since we moved in. I'm sure our curtains are just just laying there, just smelling. Is there not a point at which things become so disgusting that they stop smelling, like when hair starts going into dreadlocks? Don't curtains start cleaning themselves after a while? Our curtains have started listening to reggae music. There's a because uh, <laughs> because um, we've got dogs who mm. shed an awful lot because they're both short-haired. Mm. And also because everybody in our house has curly hair except Max and the dogs, mm-hmm. which and very thick hair, which, which falls out a lot. Um, every room, you hoover it, and then within five minutes, it's covered in hair again. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Which is it's pretty bad if you aren't careful about letting the baby mm. uh, roll around and, and crawl. He's not quite crawling, but he's dragging the, himself. The worst of it is, do you not find that all children's toys are made of a plastic that attracts dog hair like a magnet. A bit, yeah. Mm. But what the thing I've really noticed is that a child is like a lint collector. Oh, yeah. The, when Max uh, crawls on the floor or drags himself along on the floor, mm. even if he's only there for five seconds, you pick him up and he's just got hair or, like, dog hair and stuff yeah. all over the front of him. But the good thing is that if you leave it long enough... Uh-huh. Um, I think the way it works is if you if you leave it to get bad enough... It, it gets to point, Yeah, and, and you can just pick it all up in one... In one go. No, that's not the... Is that not how it works? I can't handle it. It does my idea. I, I have to hoover twice a week. Is that why so many of us have laminate floors now, though? The well, the reason that I've got a wooden wooden floor in my living room and dining room is because the dogs used to piss on it. Yeah. And it gets to a point where you just can't get rid of the smell of dog piss. How did how do so many people cope with dogs? They're assholes. Yeah, I, they are. They're, I was thinking about because we've got a cat and a guinea pig as well. Neither the cat or the guinea pig have ever embarrassed me socially, but the dogs do it regularly. The guinea pig's in a in a cage. Which might also be a contributing factor to the smell of our flax. It lives indoors. Because you worried so much about it dying that we haven't been able to put it back out again. <laughs> well, I was worried about it. I don't want it to die. If, if I, if I could have... If, if it occurred to me and I didn't mention it and then it died... Mm. That would have been on me. To be honest with you, the guinea pig's still a bone of contention in our flat. I didn't want want either of them to start bone with. Bone of contention. Yeah. I didn't want either of them to start with. But Nicholas decided that since one of them died, since Billy died, that we keep Larry inside uh, for, for an inverted commas, company. But it's like, what? It just means she's going to be more aware of the fact that you and Scarlett ignore her. That's How did a- Billy die? We don't know from and being left outside. No, no, no. It was indoors when it oh. when it died, but we didn't we didn't send her for autopsy or anything. So, hmm. So it could have been anything. It could have been an inside job. Could have been the cat. Could have been the other guinea pig. Could have just been that guinea pigs sometimes die. Do you end up spending time socialising with the guinea pig just because you feel bad that the other two are ignoring him? No, I, I don't, no, I, I have very little to do with the guinea pig. So you all ignore him because I didn't want a, I didn't want a guinea pig to start with. I was quite cross that that Nicola acquiesced to her mother's wish to buy Scarlett a pair of guinea pigs. So I said, she's too young. She's already got plenty of pets. She does not need a frigging guinea pig or my, two. My dad didn't want cats, but ended up mm. spending loads of time cuddling the cats and then yeah. pretending he didn't care about them whenever anybody pointed it out. I do like the guinea pig, but I mean, you know, I don't. I don't understand. Amy likes rodents. I don't understand them. Nicky I like I, rats. Nicky and I used to keep rats. 
I kept a, I've kept rats. None of the rats ever liked me. We might have talked about that on the podcast before. Mm. They tend to bite me. Yeah, no, normally I, don't, I, I never understood how the kid down the train station with the rat on his neck would keep it to stay, get it, get it to stay there. It was very odd. Um, Although, presumably, it spent all day pissing down his back. Yeah, so. well, probably. He probably is one of those kids that smells... A rat piss. Funny. Maybe that's the smell. Yeah. Rat Maybe piss. the smell is... Possibly. The kid with the rat on his neck. That sounds like a children's book. Yeah, I'll be writing that on the... Uh... Oh, I won't use it for the episode if you're going to use it for a book Co- title. No, of course not. Hmm? Of course not. You're not going to write no. it? No, of course I'm not. The um, yeah, I uh, I I used to get bitten by them. Did I ever tell you that the first rat I had on my own was I was living in a studio, uh, studio flat. A friend of mine needed, um, didn't have room for the the rat anymore, mm. and 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 thought it might keep me company. And I'd kept rats before with an ex girlfriend, so thought it might be quite a nice idea. And I got the rat. Um, in the cage the first time I tried to feed him he he ran out of the uh, the cage and went and and hid under my wardrobe Um, and basically and it was a studio so there was only one one room Uh, and and I I mean I kept that rat until it until like it died of natural causes Mm. I think but an awful lot of the time Mm. that I had the rat so months and months and months of time uh, I had the rat. Um, it was, I, it didn't actually die. I ended up, somebody else ended up having it because it didn't like me. Uh, a lot of the time I had that rat was spent me trying to lure it back into its cage with food <laughs> and, and it not letting me hold it. And then whenever people visited it, it letting them hold it. So that was, and it was an interesting time for me as well because um, I'd had a breakup with someone I really liked who I'd been with for three years and living with them. So then I went and lived in this studio um, studio flat by myself, uh, which is the first time I'd been in a place like mm. that. And um, there was a scary man in the flat next door um, who used to make lots of noise when he came back and shout things, and I was never sure if he was shouting them at me. Oh, dear. Um, and, and, uh, and I still uh, was still in touch with the ex-girlfriend, so uh, we were trying to be friends. So I got to see her uh, uh, start up a new relationship with someone else. Oh, and, and I had a pet rat that didn't like yeah. me. And then September 11th happened. Oh, wow. And that, that, that was the situation. I know that, I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't imagine for a minute that, that I had the worst mm. September 11th, 20, uh, to 2001 of anyone. I'm not saying that. Obviously, some people had a worse mm. day than I did. But I, I, that was the situation I was in, watching it on my little TV that was next to, next to my bed, not sleeping because I was worried about no, what was going to happen it next. It was genuinely terrible. It felt like the end of the world, is what that day felt like. I think what I'm terrifying. getting at is I, I already felt like my world had Fair ended enough. before and, and I was just waiting for the rest of the world to catch up at that point. Well, to answer your question, Nick, no, I don't think you have told me that story <laughs> before, but I, I guess at this point... <laughs> At this point, I, I'm assuming that question was essentially rhetorical. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, Noah's Noah's still still screaming some evenings. Um, we're we're working on that. It's it's quite tense uh, between us. No, I mean that's not fair. Uh, but it, it puts a strain on you. Uh, but we're okay. 
We're okay. I uh, we had a bit of an argument the other night, but I was playing Fallout Shelter because I couldn't engage. So you and Amy, or you and me Noah. and Amy. Um, uh, so Fallout Shelter is good for good for being a horrible distant yeah. uh, distance mouse. No, I think I think it's okay, but it is difficult because we're not used to it because yeah. he's always slept so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, the flip side to it, and I think people who've said that it's because they're going through a developmental. Like their imagine, I think you said yeah. their imagination starting to kick in mm-hmm. and stuff like that as well. The flip side to it is that he's talking. I mean, it's still pretty much incomprehensible to anyone who doesn't know him. Mm. But things like colours and uh, he's singing along to nearly everything now, yeah. and he's got like he's just very communicative. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gibberish, obviously. But um, so that's the flip side: is he's really developing as a little person, and he's great. And Max just laughs mm. a lot. Like a weird, a weird. I mean, he just yeah, finds everything funny. I'm babies not, are like drunkards, though, aren't they? But I mean, it means you're never entirely sure if you're actually being funny or if they just d- don't really understand no, what humour is. Which, but the first few times he laughs at you, you think I'm really entertaining, mm. and then after a while, you realise that your your skills just aren't. Mm. If you took them on the road. Yeah. It'd be that situation where your entire family makes you yeah. feel like you're really talented and then you go on X Factor and Simon Cowell rips you a new one. Yeah, That's well, what it's like. For standing there for five minutes and doing peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick, but you're shit. <laughs> um, I think we're done. Yeah, I think we are. I'm not sure what the title's going to be. Uh, kid with the rat on his neck seems really long, but I mean, <laughs> people don't have to type it in. A sallow walrus is still pretty good. I trust their algorithm is quite good. Oh yeah, one of yours. I don't like it. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'll make the decision late at oh, night. Good. Hand down my pants. That's it. Like a, where I make all of my good decisions. Yeah. Oh, it'd be nice. Oh, I'd like to be able to stick my hand down my pants, but frankly, there's no point. Oh. And now I'm going to go and ask her for more medication. <laughs> Can you deaden my libido a little bit more, doctor? I think I got an erection the other day. <laughs> Any chance of bromide? That was a really nice last-ditch effort to get the uh, to get the episode title for yourself, James. <laughs> but you. it was a bit long. <laughs> Bollocks. That's what she said. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks, listener. You are always amazing. Yeah. Uh, thank you, James, for being lovely. Don't forget to vote for us. Yes, vote for us. The the uh, podcast, UK podcast. UK, yeah, I'll put it on the. Yeah, I'll put vote it for in us. UK podcaster. Is it going to be like a ceremony we can go go to? Here we are now. Entertain. No. Um. There, there is, but I. We, you have to travel right up north. Oh fuck that. So unless they were going to get put us up in a double bed with all the mod cons, <laughs> double bedroom with all the mod cons. No, I like I like your th- first thought. Put you <laughs> and me up in a double bed, a bit like Morecambe and Wise. Exactly yeah. like Morecambe and Wise, only possibly less funny and with more sex. Yes, with a lot more, a lot more butt bum touching of each other's bum, bottoms. Butt bum touching each other. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>